All right, I'm just turning on this mic and I'm going. And I don't know why I'm wearing this ridiculous Kings hat. I don't want anything to do with this Kings team right now. Kings lose to the Detroit Pistons. This team is absolute torture to watch. A Pistons team that is second to last in the NBA scores 133 points on the Kings, who are up by nine points with over two minutes remaining or just over two minutes remaining in this game. They still find a way to lose. This team is just completely embarrassing. And if anybody thinks that this team isn't in desperate need of changes with this upcoming trade deadline, I don't know what to tell you. The good news is there are rumors galore surrounding this Kings team. A ton of smoke all over the place. The Kings are expected to be the most active team at this trade deadline. And thank goodness for that. The problem is a lot of these reports are conflicting each other from very prominent sources. We'll talk about it all on this, yes, painful episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Hello and welcome to Locked on Kings, I guess, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of this Sacramento Kings team from uh, January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com. Use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege, air quotes, of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento Sports Media member for the last seven years. This is my eighth season covering Kings basketball, formerly for Sacramento Sports Talk Radio, now with ABC 10 News and Television here in the California Capitol. And I can't even be bothered to fix my own hair because the Kings couldn't be bothered to play a lick of defense tonight, even though they are playing a Pistons team that is the second worst uh, offense in the NBA. A Pistons team that averages only 101 points per game. They had 102 points with a uh, Still seconds remaining in the third quarter. The Sacramento Kings performance in this game is absolutely abysmal. It shouldn't be surprising, and yet it's still painful. And here I thought that myself and the majority of Kings fans were just getting to a place of of indifference. That even with losses like this, we couldn't muster up the emotional um, involvement and, and the stamina to really care anymore. But honestly, like this, this loss just hits a new level, probably because of all of the conversation going on among Sacramento Kings fans about whether or not this team needs to be broken up to a significant capacity. There's lots of talks about going and sticking with this core of De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton going forward. Talks about how many moves this Kings team needs to make or if they just need to make minor moves to bring in better pieces to surround those two and then maybe this team could turn into something. Truth be told, looking at this Kings group, even if Tyrese Halliburton didn't play And of course, that's a massive loss for this Kings team. Uh, If Tyrese does play, I have no problem in saying that the Kings win this game. Even with Tyrese Halliburton out, uh, this this team just is atrocious. They're just absolutely atrocious. They're horrific to watch. They are torture to watch. Uh, and and I find myself just sitting on my couch and watching these Kings games, just bored out of my mind, not surprised at all if the games are way closer than they have to be, not surprised at all when the Kings have a nine-point lead with two minutes remaining in this game, blow that nine-point lead, give up an 11-0 run capped off by Corey Joseph, of all people, uh, hitting a, a step-back mid-range jumper in order to put this game away for the uh for the the Pistons 
I, 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 even with the indifference that I have for this Kings team at this point, I can't help but just be pissed off. Just pissed off, tired, exhausted. This is the most unlikable, unwatchable Kings team of my lifetime, and it's not even close. Certainly of all of the eight seasons that I've covered Kings basketball, this team is is just horrendous. They're exhausting. They are not worth the time of day that I put into it as a job. I get paid for this and they're not worth it. So how in the hell are Sacramento Kings fans who watch this for pleasure, for entertainment, who spend their hard-earned money to actually go to the Golden One Center and be one of the 60 people that are still there at the game, how in the world is it worth it for them to pay attention to this team, give more than two you-know-whats about this team, when for me and for everybody who follows this team even remotely closely, we're checked out, we're done, we're begging for February 10th to come around so that the Kings can do something off the court in a trade to give us something to talk about, be excited about, and care again because this roster at this point in time is just bare minimum entertainment, bare minimum NBA quality. And what's ridiculous is that this roster is one of the most talented rosters, maybe the most talented roster that this Kings team has had in the entire playoff drought of 15 seasons. This roster, we've said it time and time again, should be so much freaking better than what they are, have so much individual talent, and yet time in, time out, game in, game out, they fail to recognize their mistakes learn from their mistakes. They do dumb things like giving up 133 points to this Detroit Pistons team. And on top of that, they take a great game from Terrence Davis. And Davis did have a great game. And I want to make sure to give him his roses because we know how hot he is, how cold he can be. He's been trying to kind of find his way this season with the Kings. He's had a couple of good uh, good games but a career-high 35-point performance. Congratulations, Terrence Davis. Sorry your team ruined it for you. But at the same time, too, the Kings go, oh, wow, Terrence Davis is having a good game. We need a bucket. Instead of drawing up a play and running the guy off screens like you've been doing all game long that's been successful for him in catch-and-shoot three-point opportunities, hey, out of the timeout when we need a bucket, you only need a two-pointer to tie. You don't need a three to go ahead. But hey, let's go for the hero ball. And on top of that, let's give the ball to Terrence Davis and let him create an isolation, try an iso step back jumper, and everybody else on the floor will just stand around and freaking watch. It's so brain dead. It's so dumb. And I just don't understand how this Kings team, it's on coaches, it's on players, it's on front office, it's on ownership. Hell, it's even on the fans at this point. Let's just blame everybody at this point because this Kings team does the same damn thing time and time and time again. And it's maddening. I just want to pull my hair out at this point in time. I do not understand why it continues. Changes need to be made. Changes desperately need to be made. This Kings team has to do something at the trade deadline. And we know that Monty McNair, based off these rumors, when there's smoke, there's fire. Now there's a lot of smoke around this Kings team. We'll talk about all the rumors that have come out and been surrounding this Kings team over the last 48 hours or so. Not all of it is real. Not all of it is true. Hell, none of it may be true, but there's a fire somewhere. And I 100% believe through the conversations that I have, through what I know about Monty McNair and from what I know, the pressure on Monty McNair from Kings ownership right now and the fan base on top of that, McNair and the Kings are trying to make a move. There's no doubt in my mind. But you need two to tango. You need to actually find a way to pull the trigger and make a move that's actually impactful for this Kings team one way or another going forward, which is what we've talked about. Either 
a swing for the fences move to try and change something, which is what it seems like the Kings are trying to do, whether it's Ben Simmons or DeMontis Sabonis or whoever could potentially be available for the Kings to snatch, or it's sell everybody, blow this whole damn thing up, and try for a, a real legitimate no shortcuts rebuild this time. But we know, and I feel pretty confident in saying, that's not the path for this Kings team. But I don't know how Monty McNair can look at this roster, can look at this team, see the same mistakes that they make on a nightly basis, see this loss to the Detroit Pistons and say, yeah, we're just a piece or two away, a few mild adjustments away from this team being where we want it to be. Like, forget the play-in. Pretend the play-in doesn't exist. This Kings team is nowhere close to a playoff team in the Western Conference, and it's time for us to accept that fact. Even if the play-in gives them hope, gives them a potential route that they have, they should have no business having. This team does not belong anywhere near the playoffs. They don't deserve it. So stop operating like they are. Unless you make a massive overhaul, swing for the fences type trade to try and change this team, change the identity completely. And in order to do that, you're going to have to trade a player of De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Halliburton's caliber. And I don't know if the Kings want to do that. One report says they do. Another report says they don't. Who knows at this point in time? That is the only way that I can see Monty McNair having any credibility, this Kings team having any credibility, continuing to talk about the playoffs. I get that's always been the goal for this season. I've said so many times here on the Locked on Kings podcast, and no matter what happened this season, even if the the Kings did decide to tank and change directions, no matter what, that was always going to be the bar. They weren't going to get a free pass for changing strategies and going into tank mode. Even if it worked out and they got the number one overall pick, that wasn't going to be a victory. This season was still going to be a failure. This season is a failure. The only way to salvage success by the standards of what was put upon this team in the first place by Monty McNair and former head coach Luke Walton, which was make the playoffs, is to make a swing for the fences type move. And I don't know how Monty McNair can look at this Kings team at this point in time and say there is any other route to the playoffs than just that. I said on a recent podcast that Tyrese Halliburton being out is more significant and worse for this Kings team than when De'Aaron Fox was out. Not because Tyrese Halliburton is a better player than De'Aaron Fox, but because This Kings team needs Tyrese Halliburton and what he provides, I think, more than they need De'Aaron Fox. And that might be eye-opening. That might be the reason why we're hearing Fox's name potentially brought up in so many rumors right now and why the Kings may be more willing to trade Fox. If Monty McNair had to decide today between the two of them, I feel confident in saying that he would pick Tyrese Halliburton. For multiple reasons, not just the on the court stuff, not just the importance to the team, but also he's younger. He was Monty's draft pick contract uh, contract and and control long-term has a lot to do with that as well. Even if De'Aaron is in year one of his max deal, like there are a lot of reasons why I think the Kings would, would pick Tyrese Halliburton, but look, the Kings just played the Houston Rockets twice and the Detroit Pistons once a three game stretch against the two worst teams in the NBA, all three games at home and the Kings went one and two, one and freaking two. It's embarrassing, man. This Kings team is absolutely embarrassing. And I don't know, honestly, if if I was more bored watching the game or if, if uh, Buddy Heald was more bored actually playing that game. 
Like, what in the world? Buddy Heald looks completely checked out. Buddy Heald in this game was as much of a non-factor as I've ever seen him. He played almost 20 minutes, went 0 of 2. Yeah, Buddy Heald, the Buddy Heald, took only two shots. Of course, both of them were three-pointers. Missed them both. Finished with just two points in 19 minutes off the bench. Inexcusable. Meanwhile, the Detroit Pistons bench absolutely demolished the Kings. 22 points from Kelly Olynyk. You got killed for 22 by Kelly Olynyk. No disrespect. I actually like Olynyk as a basketball player. Olynyk should not be dropping 22 on you off the bench. 15 points from Rodney Magruder. Yeah, he was having a career game. Oh, Sadiq Bey, 30 points. Corey Joseph, 19 points. And you know how I feel about Kojo if you listen to the Locked on Kings podcast for a while. I'm a big fan of Corey Joseph. I know a lot of Kings fans weren't. I'm a big fan of Corey Joseph. But you go down this box score. You see the scores, the numbers posted. I didn't even talk about the number one overall pick, Cade Cunningham, who fouled out of this game and the Pistons still freaking won. This team's atrocious. Even when the Kings score 45 points in the second quarter, I can't find the freaking energy to care mostly because the Pistons managed to score 33 points in both the first and second quarters. Oh yeah, and 39 points in the third quarter. Team is exhausting. Got my blood pressure up. I'm going to wake up my baby if I keep yelling like this, man. All right, I've had enough talking about this game. I've had enough talking about this team on the floor. I I, I just, I, I can't really do it anymore. Let's talk about one of the only thing that really people care about when it comes to the Kings right now, which is uh, all the rumors and, and the trade deadline and what the Kings do before or on February 10th. We'll get to that in just a second. I did tell you at the beginning of the podcast, this is episode is brought to you by prize picks. And if you can salvage anything from watching Kings basketball, maybe it's, you're able to make some money off of your knowledge of the Kings and your expectations of this team to completely fail price picks has the best nba daily fantasy sports prop game on the market price picks offers more nba props than any other dfs prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game price picks offers props that you can uh, any properly that you can think of uh from points assists rebounds threes made etc they have them all and the way it works you pick uh two to five players and an over under on their projections you can win up to 10 times on any any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers. So you're not taking on any other opponents, any gambling sharks uh, out there. Go to prizepicks.com or go to your app store and download the app. All of Locked on Kings listeners who deposit and use promo code NBA will get $50 for free if your first prize pick entry scores a single point, which is super easy to do. Again, all of our Locked on Kings listeners who deposit uh, uh, or you deposit money and use promo code NBA will get $50 for free if their first prize pick entry scores a single point. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. There's smoke everywhere when it comes to the Sacramento Kings team in this upcoming trade deadline, and I'm welcoming all the smoke. I sound like Buddy Heald before the bubble. We want all the smoke here on the Locked on Kings podcast. Bring on all the rumors. Bring on all the judgment. Bring on all the laughter from the national media. Bring on reports. Bring on stupid trade machines. I don't care at this point. Bring it all on anything to distract us from what's actually going on on the floor with this Kings team. I will take all the rumors. I will take all the dumb conversations. I'll take all the dumb hypotheticals that any of us uh, can think of from now to February 10th because I need my brain numbed uh, to the basketball that I just watched tonight and any of the basketball that we're going to be forced to watch until the Kings actually make a move. And I said on a recent podcast that with this upcoming five-game road trip, like, yeah, the Kings just went one and two against the the, the two worst teams in the NBA. Now they go on a five-game road trip in the East 
against some of the best teams in the NBA, only to come back to a game against the Brooklyn Nets and then have the Golden State Warriors on the second night of a back-to-back. Like These next seven games could be absolutely dreadful for the Kings, which means if Monty McNair really wants this Kings team to have a chance at making the playoffs and making the play or through the play-in, really, he might have to make a move sooner or later or this Kings team could completely fall out of it. At the same time, the Western Conference is so bad that even if the Kings go 0-7 during the stretch, some stretch, somehow they'll find a way to still be a game out of the 10th seed and everybody will think that, or I shouldn't say everybody, but some people will think that this Kings team still belongs in any kind of postseason conversation. Regardless, this next stretch could be really ugly for the Kings. And I think the more the Kings wait for the trade deadline to actually make a move, uh, the more trouble that they're going to be in. But at the same time, too, you can't just force another team to make a move. But if I'm Monty McNair, I'm getting no sleep because I'm calling I'm harassing everybody that I possibly can. I'm calling the Indiana Pacers about DeMontis Sabonis. I'm calling the Philadelphia 76ers every day and my mentor, Daryl Morey, and harassing him about Ben Simmons, continuing those conversations, picking up the the, the stamina or and speed and uh, picking up the heat, really, on those conversations because... I mean, at, at this point in time, there's really nothing else to do. And I, I bring up Ben Simmons and DeMontis Sabonis specifically because uh, uh, Sam Amick of The Athletic said on a recent podcast on The Athletic that uh, he's heard and, and he basically reported that Simmons is option number one for this Kings team right now and DeMontis Sabonis is option number two. He said it's either Simmons or DeMontis Sabonis that this Kings team is going after. Now, who knows if they're going to land either of them. It would be wonderful if they landed both of them, but that's really not going to happen. And the likelihood of them landing either of those two without giving up one of De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton is extremely low. That's why Ben, or rather Sam, uh, said that the Kings are including De'Aaron Fox in conversations, are willing to to have conversations uh, in regards to De'Aaron, that nobody on this Kings team is untouchable. Uh, no real mention of Tyrese Halliburton at any point. It was always if the Kings were going to move on from a big name, it was De'Aaron Fox's name uh, that had been brought up. So that was gaining a lot of momentum. Uh, and then today, Keith Pompey, host of the Locked on 76ers podcast from the Philadelphia Inquirer, uh, he reported a package that had been discussed between the Kings uh, and the Philadelphia 76ers that involved sending... Um, Tyrese Halliburton, in addition to, I think, Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes, plus multiple first-round picks, uh, to the Philadelphia 76ers for uh, a package that included Ben Simmons, Tyree, or uh, rather, um, I'm blanking on his name, Tobias Harris, there it is, uh, and he has a fat contract as well, uh, and Matisse Thibel. And um, uh, apparently the Sixers weren't interested in that conversation, weren't interested in that package. Now that report is coming from someone on the Philadelphia side of things and Keith Pompey. Uh, And then Shams reported today or released an article today that the Kings are saying that they're not willing to trade De'Aaron Fox, that they want to continue to build around De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton here in Sacramento, which if that's the case, I understand that um, to some extent. I'm not necessarily mad at that, but at the same time too, if you're trying to make a drastic season saving move at this trade deadline without moving on to from any one of those two you're probably not getting that done which means this Kings team is going to continue to be a disappointment I'm not saying that I want the Kings to trade either of those two guys I still think the two of them can work with the right pieces around them but if there's really that much short-term pressure on Monty McNair to turn things around and get this team into the playoffs and into the postseason immediately I don't know how you do that without trading one of those two guys I don't know if I would bet one way or the other whether or not De'Aaron Fox 
is going to be on this roster on February 11th. I'd feel pretty confident putting money on the fact that Tyrese Halliburton is still going to be on this roster come February 11th. But all I know is that this smoke is picking up. It's getting thicker, and there's going to be more smoke that that continues to surround this team. The amount of rumors, the amount of reports that are going to come about the Kings and uh, who they're interested in trading for, uh, pieces that this Kings team has that other teams are interested in, including, of course, Harrison Barnes. Uh, and De'Aaron Fox expect that to get stronger and stronger. I think it's interesting that we haven't really heard any rumors about interest in Buddy Heald, which I guess doesn't entirely surprise me. We'll have to wait and see what kind of uh, value Buddy Heald has. And if the Kings are able to move on from him, I would be shocked if Buddy is still a King uh, on February 11th and way more shocked than I would be if Marvin Bagley was still a King on, uh, on February 11th. There's a lot of stuff that's going to happen between now and the trade deadline and who knows if it's actually going to result in the Kings pulling triggers and, and really changing this roster. I, I, I think there's probably like a 10% chance that the Kings stay put and make no moves. And that 10% has to do with every other team that the Kings are negotiating with basically saying, no, we're not interested. And Monty being stuck with no moves again, <laughs> like he has uh, when he tried to negotiate with the Lakers earlier and tried to negotiate a sign and trade involving Bogdan Bogdanovich with the uh, the the Milwaukee Bucks. Like I, I don't see how the Kings stay put, and I I don't know what's really going to happen during this stretch. But what I do know is that business is really going to pick up, and what I encourage all my Locked On Kings listeners to do is careful who you trust but also take everything you read with a grain of salt. Even if it's from people like Sam Amick, like Shams, like Woj, people that we normally trust without hesitation, take everything with a grain of salt because a lot of things are coming from agents. A lot of things are coming from leaks in the organization. Um, some things have truth behind them, but could change on a dime. Like just, just because a reporter comes out and reports something from a source that they have that may end up being wrong does not mean that they're horrible people, does not mean that they're bad at their jobs. These are fluid, ongoing situations that change not just by the day, but really by the hour as trade deadlines get closer and closer. The Sixers may be saying no to a Kings package today. Uh, that could be different tomorrow. Maybe they start to come around on on Saturday, but then we get all the way to February 10th and we're an hour away from the trade deadline and it's coming down to the wire. The Sixers have to decide are we really going to see out the remainder of the season with Ben Simmons and just waste that roster spot when we have championship aspirations? And then on the Kings side, Monty McNair is going to sit there going, do we really want to stick and and and, and not uh, budge on our willingness to move De'Aaron Fox and, and Tyrese Halliburton? Like Things can change at any point in time. So really just enjoy this time as much as you can. Enjoy all of the... Um, entertainment around the Sacramento Kings happening off the floor that takes significantly less time and pain for you to sit through and watch uh, than when we're actually watching a Kings game. Enjoy this point in time. Uh, enjoy the speculation. Enjoy the conversations. Make sure you keep tuning in here to Locked on Kings as we'll continue to have these conversations. This is a fun time of the year, especially this year when the Kings are expected to be extremely active. So, Again, I don't know how it's going to end up. Whatever the Kings do decide to do as rumors continue, we'll dive into them in more detail uh, here on the Locked on Kings podcast. I can promise you of that, but try and enjoy this time. Have as much time, uh, fun as possible. And if you get too overwhelmed by the speculation, you can't handle it, hey, maybe check out or spend some time off of Twitter uh, for, for the time being, and I'll fill you in on what's real and what's not as you continue to listen to the Locked on Kings podcast. And as you continue to listen to Locked on Kings, I'll continue to tell you about a, a 
our wonderful sponsor and friend here uh, for many, many, has it been years now? God, it feels like forever um, since Built Bar first started sponsoring the Locked on Kings podcast. And my life would not be the same uh, without Built Bar. Built Bar has become a daily part of my life, something that's extremely important to myself and my wife's diets. Built Bars are protein bars that taste like candy bars. Uh, covered in 100% chocolate, soft, easy to chew, absolutely delicious, uh, and, and an intense, really, amount of flavors that can be a little overwhelming when you're first trying, trying to decide which flavors you like, which flavors you don't. Uh, you will at least find one flavor that you like. I guarantee you that. And the best part about both bars is they're healthy for you. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of, uh, or rather just 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compared that to a candy bar, which built bars taste as good, if not better, than most candy bars. Uh, but most candy bars have around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So it's way better for you across the board. Uh, if you are new to Built Bar and you want to try it out, I encourage you to go on to Built.com and order a mixed box. They'll send you a bunch of different bars, a bunch of different flavors. You can try them out, find the flavors that you like the most, uh, and then go back and just order your custom boxes of the flavors that you want. My wife and I order a new box basically every other week. It's, uh, it, it's just... I can't even tell you how important it is to our daily life to make sure we have built bars. Uh, make sure when you do order on built.com, use our promo code locked 15 for 15% off, save yourself some money and make sure uh, you join the, uh, the, the built bar craze. You will not be disappointed. Let me know what your favorite flavor is. Again, that's promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. I have some great guests coming here on the Locked On Kings podcast. Tomorrow, I'm going to be joined by Damian Barling, the D-Lo and D-Lo and KC. I know he's got thoughts and he's got opinions about this Kings loss tonight and what the Kings are, are going to do as the trade deadline approaches, all the smoke uh, and all the uh, rumors surrounding this team in regards to the trade deadline. Uh, he and I are going to have plenty to talk about tomorrow, so I hope you'll join me for that. And then next week, I don't want to say his name yet, although I have mentioned his name at, at one point in this podcast already today. I have a huge guest uh, that is scheduled to join me next week, I believe on Wednesday of next week, and it's going to be perfect timing with the trade deadline and all these rumors getting closer and closer. A phenomenal guest joining me next Wednesday. As soon as I get it absolutely 100% confirmed, which it's like 99% confirmed at this point, but as soon as I get it 100% set in stone, I'll let you know who that guest is going to be. I hope you will join me for that. And thank goodness we have uh, multiple days off. The Kings don't play again. They don't start this road trip until Saturday, and I believe they're in Milwaukee. So we have a couple of days to uh, detox a little bit from this Kings loss tonight. I know so many of you are like me, just exhausted by this team, really tapped out by this team, don't want to spend the time really thinking or talking about this team, watching this team anymore. But you continue to listen to the Locked On Kings podcast, continue to support me, support uh, the pod, support the Locked On Podcast Network. I could not be more thankful for you. Uh, one thing I ask is if you have not already, if you could leave a review of this podcast, best place to do that is on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Hit five stars. There's a little box there where you can leave a little blurb about what you like about the podcast, why you'd encourage others, non-Kings fans, Kings fans, whoever, basketball fans to listen to the pod. It's also a great place for uh, constructive criticism if you have it for the pod. Please do that. And if you listen on Spotify, there's no place to type in a custom review, but you can now leave a five-star rating. I would really appreciate it uh, if you did that. Uh, that would uh, mean the world to me. Helps out the pod a lot. Continuing to listen helps out the pod a lot, of course. 
we'll get through it together, I guess. I mean, it, sometimes it doesn't feel like we'll ever get through it. And if there ever will be a light at the end of the tunnel, but one thing's for sure, the trade deadline will be interesting for the Kings this year and hopefully give us, uh, give us a little more to be excited about and to care about here. Uh, and I hope you will continue to stick with Locked on Kings through it all. Thank you so much for your support. As always, have yourselves as good of a rest of the night if you're listening to this right after the game all day uh, tomorrow on your Thursday. Regardless of where you are, what day it is, what you're doing, have a great time. Can't wait to have you join me on the next Locked On Kings podcast. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.